This is Lucy Middleton, the voice of Amanda in Once Upon a Wasteland. Before we start the episode, I'd like to take a moment to let you know about our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash once upon a wasteland. It's a great way to support the show and get some perks too, including behind the scenes content, access to a private discord server, and some cool merch. Now, let's see what kind of trouble I get into in this episode. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 10. We cannot know what lies ahead. Good morning, Devin. How go the repairs? People keep telling me how evil this Vault Tech Corporation was. And after seeing what they did to the console, well, I believe them. (laughs) That bad? Yes. But, fortunately, it's nothing insurmountable. The pieces are all there, it's just they could have been a bit more careful when they disassembled it to reverse-engineer the technology. Do you think you'll get it up and running before the Harbinger's deadline? Assuming the Untainted don't send another flight of Treadwings through the portal? Yes. Do you expect them to do that? I don't. But then again, I didn't expect them to do it the first time. Really? You don't strike me as the kind of person who gets surprised very often. Ha! That's accurate. But something's different about their strategy this time. They don't negotiate. They just barrel through the portal, plunder what they can, and then leave whatever's left for dead. Do you believe what the Harbinger told you? (sighs) I don't know. Unfortunately, I can't get a read on Harbingers the way I can on humans. I just don't have enough experience dealing with them to know for sure. Not that I'm complaining, necessarily. What it said was plausible, I suppose. But if there's one thing I've learned in dealing with the Untainted, it's that they can't be trusted. Could they want Amanda for something else? I've considered that. And that feels like the most likely possibility. Whatever they want her for, it must be big for them to behave so uncharacteristically. Still, the idea that we could stop them once and for all is enticing. Assuming they're lying, that may be why they built their cover story that way. They knew you'd be receptive to this fight ending without any more bloodshed. (laughs) They were right about that. Regardless, I'm going to keep at it until this console is fully functional again. We need to keep all our options open. 
we'll know what the right one is when the time comes. But that's not why you're here. <laughs> is it that obvious? You're not a harbinger, remember? <laughs> Fortunately, no. I don't think I could pull off that voice. <laughs> Few can. So what's on your mind? It's something the Harbinger said to you when it was just us, before everybody else came into the room. Okay. It called you... immortal. It did, yes. That was a bit rude, wasn't it? It's not as though the Untainted don't know my name by now. So you are immortal? More or less. It's possible to kill us, but it takes a very specific set of circumstances. Us. There are more of you? There were. Did the untainted... Yes. Normally that's outside the scope of even their abilities, but they got their hands on the one thing that can do it. We should have just left it hidden. How did you survive? Did they spare you? No. And I wouldn't have let them if they'd tried. So, what happened? We'd gotten to the point where we knew we weren't going to beat them. Hundreds of us were already dead. And I don't even know how many humans they'd killed by then. The only thing that we could do was make sure we didn't open the portal in the first place. I don't understand. Speaking as someone who's made more than his fair share of mistakes, actually undoing them isn't usually an option. Under normal circumstances, I'd agree. But these were not normal circumstances. While we were working on the portal technology, we played around a little bit with time travel. That wasn't our primary focus, and the technology wasn't exactly refined yet. We barely started testing when the invasion started. But we didn't have another choice. We figured that our only hope was going back in time just a few years and stopping ourselves from going down this path. By the time we got everything in place, it was just two of us. My friend held them off as long as he could, and I got the machine spun up. But they got to me before I could leave. They couldn't kill me because a temporal bubble had already formed. But they did something to the controls and well, whatever it was, the next thing I knew, I was in the Nexus. And you made it your mission to stop them wherever you could. To stop them from doing what they did to you, to your world, to anyone else. Yes. Do you ever get lonely? Uh, what? It sounds like you've been fighting the untainted alone since you got sent to the Nexus. Well, that's not exactly true. I never quite know what I'm going to walk into when I go through a new portal, but it almost always ends up with me working with a team like this one. And then you have to leave. You're like one of those Old West cowboys who rolls into town, saves the day, then leaves. Alone. <sighs> I suppose you're right. As much as I wish I could stop the untainted once and for all, it's the people that keep me going. And when I leave, yes, I do get lonely. 
The nature of the Nexus does allow for a lot of distractions, so at least there's that. And I've been experimenting to try to get back home. Isn't your home gone? It is, but we know that our time travel experiments used the same interdimensional conduits that allow portals to be opened. Sometimes those portals open in different time periods. Beth told me she and Odessa were in the year 2029 when they switched places with their counterparts, not 2105, like it is here. So you still think it's possible to do what you originally wanted to do? Go back and warn everyone so the untainted never invade? <sighs> yes, but knowing what I know now, I cannot in good conscience just save our universe and allow the untainted to continue invading and destroying others. So, what are you going to do? I've hypothesized that we can spin up a portal that allows us to access the Nexus without exposing us to potential invasion. Basically, a firewall that keeps them out. Right now, we close off portals with a scythe. I want to use a scalpel. So you'd be able to keep an eye on any new portals that open while still keeping one foot in your own universe? Yes, I know it can work. I just have to figure out how. I learn more every time I do this. You'll get there. Odessa's the same way. When she sets her mind to solving a problem, there's no stopping her. She reminds me of someone I used to know. I could use someone like her at my side. I know the feeling. But I think you'd have to fight Beth for her. And she's pretty tough. <laughs> Don't worry. I wasn't planning on whisking her away to the Nexus with me. She has a long life to live, and a lot of good left to do here. So, is there anything I can do to help? You know, I could use an extra set of hands. Great. Where do we start? Good morning, ma'am. Good morning, Shatsi. Thank you for coming. It's lovely to see you. And you as well, Odessa. Please, come in and sit down. Andrew and I baked last night to take our mind off things. Would you like to try some? That would be wonderful. Thank you. Ma'am, are you okay? We have some things that we need to discuss. Your father is in his study. Let me fetch him and we'll talk. Oh no. Don't panic. I'm trying not to. The fact that she asked for both of us to come over started that process right away, unfortunately. I know. I'm here for you no matter what. Alright. We spoke with Tony last night. He and Dr. Hardy have been working on analysis of the samples that we provided him to figure out what's going on with your father's health. And? I'm afraid it's... not good news. What? What did he find? It is as we'd suspected. Feared, really. Your father has cancer. Lymphoma. Just like his counterpart in the other universe. Is there... Anything that can be done? Can Dr. Flagler treat him? Cure him? Tony is not an oncologist. 
and unfortunately were not aware of any who are still in Appalachia. There were a few doctors in the vault who specialized in cancer treatment, given that they expected the levels of radiation to cause a significant increase in the number of people who developed various forms of it. Tony knew every doctor in the vault, and all of the oncologists are either dead or unaccounted for. Does he have their names? I can give them to Amanda and she can track them down. I can talk to Valeria. The Enclave may have information we can use to find them. I can offer my services again. Elizabeth, stop. I don't want you to do any of that. Even if we were to find a doctor with the knowledge we'd need, the cancer is... advanced. Even if they were to have the drugs and equipment to treat it properly, which is a very big if, the treatment would be difficult and also unlikely to do much more than slightly delay the inevitable. Tony said that when the time comes, he can help with palliative care to make your father more comfortable. Dad, I... I'm not ready to lose you. None of us are, Shatsy. Mom, I'm so sorry. I'm being selfish. All I'm considering is the impact on me losing my father. And you're facing something even harder. Please, you're not being selfish. It's natural for your immediate reaction to be like that. The good news is that you haven't lost me yet. It's as I said before, I'm going to live my life my way until I'm no longer able to. I don't fear the end. If anything, knowing, really knowing, will help me to appreciate all that I still have. I have a lot of good left to do and having my family beside me will ensure that I'm able to do that as long as possible. This includes you, Odessa. You're part of our family, even if there's nothing official that documents that. Like it or not. <laughs> Thank you. You've treated me like part of the family for so long now, but hearing you say it out loud, it means a lot to me. And to be clear, I do like it. <laughs> Good. We're going to tell Amanda as well, of course, but we wanted to talk to you first. Thank you for letting us know right away. It's not the news I was hoping for, but now that we know, we'll face it together as a family. Like we always have. Now, speaking of doing some good. What's on your mind? I've kept myself on the sidelines of your current operation, but if there's any way that I can help, I want to. If nothing else, I'm still quite spry for my age, and still good in a fight. We can use all the help we can get. You're a fresh set of eyes, and given all your experience, you might pick up on something we haven't. And, Mrs. Kirby, I was thinking... Yes? The Harbinger wants us to make a deal. Yes, Lily mentioned that. They want Amanda in exchange for sparing us. Which is completely unacceptable, of course. Of course. But I've seen you negotiate. We keep talking about superpowers, and it's mostly been tongue-in-cheek, but in your case, it seems like an actual superpower. <laughs> well, I don't know that I'd go quite that far, but thank you. I do my best. But I see what you're saying. We might be able to extract a better deal from them. That would depend on determining something else that they want. They want Amanda for a very specific reason, so that might be the difficult part. We should talk to Devin. He's dealt with the Untainted and might be able to help us figure something out. 
If nothing else, it may help delay them long enough to resolve the issue in another way. Devin is working on getting the console up and running. Once he gets it fully operational, he should be able to show us how to shut the pathway down permanently. But that might take longer than we have, so a delay could be exactly what we need. I do not want you putting yourself in harm's way. I'm not a Fabergé egg, dear. Perhaps not, but you're every bit as exquisite as one. <laughs> I'm glad that none of this is affecting your charm. But if there is any way I can help, I want to, just like you do. The portal room is safe. How did the Harbinger put it? A state of grace. Is Charles here? He's downstairs reviewing some of Craig's research and reconciling it with Knight Carlson's research. I ask that he give us some privacy. Does he know? Not yet. We were planning on telling him as soon as we told you. Would you like me to get him? Yes, please. Dad, I'd love for you to join us when we go back to Flagrante Bello. But I need you to be honest with me. Are you feeling up to it? I am, honestly. There may come a time when I need to slow down, but that time is not now. All right. Elizabeth, Valadetta as well. Oh, it's lovely to see you both. It's great to see you too, Charles. What can I do for you? We were wondering if the term state of grace has come up at all in your research. Funny that you should mention that. It has. It's a concept that's been present throughout the research that Craig has done on the Emerald Pike. It's more often referred to by uh, a different name. A haven. Hmm. A haven is a refuge, a sanctuary, that may shed some light on its purpose. They seem to have been used to ensure the safety of parties during a particularly fraught negotiations, let's say. That fits with what you told us the Harbinger said. Which means that it could be telling the truth. Devon said that he couldn't tell whether or not it was lying, but he did say that even offering a deal was highly out of character for them. I still don't buy it. We're missing something. I just don't know what. And we can't just hand Amanda over hoping that they're not lying. Could it be that Amanda may have the ability to prevent their invasion and they want to get her out of the way? From what you've told me about Devon's experience with them, once they invade, it's academic. Why haven't they invaded? They were able to send those bat creatures through the portal. It sounds like you need to have a conversation with Devon. Keep pacing like that. We're going to have to have the floors redone. I know. I know. Sitting around waiting for the other shoe to drop is driving me nuts. And let me tell you, that's a short drive. 
I want to do something, but there's nothing to do. Being the key sucks. <laughs> it must be tough being special. You're special in your own way. Uh, thanks? I think? <laughs> I mean it. You're the glue that held this place together over the years. I probably don't say it enough, but I appreciate it. And you. I know, boss. And hey, it's a two-way street. You gave me a good job. It's never boring around here, and I even get to knock some heads together sometimes. You really kept me in check after Beth and I broke up. Did I? You went pretty dark there for a while, until you and Cindy got together. You did. Trust me, I can be a lot worse than that. That's pretty scary. Why do you think you only get to knock heads together sometimes? Well, your reputation preceded you the first time I walked in here. But I thought there had to be a little exaggeration built into what I'd heard. That's not my style. If anything, I like the rumors to kind of undersell me. People are a lot easier to deal with when they underestimate me. If the rumors I heard were underselling you, I don't think I want to hear the whole story. Trust me, you don't. I'm not proud of a lot of it. I did a lot of messed up shit. I can blame trauma or just say I was doing what I had to to survive as a woman in the wasteland. But none of it changes anything. Don't beat yourself up. I don't think there are any angels floating around Appalachia these days. Or before these days, for that matter. I don't know what happened before I met you, and I don't care. I've never seen you take out anyone who didn't deserve it. Thanks. If nothing else, I've eradicated a lot of pests over the years. Wish I could have got to them before they hurt anybody. But at least they didn't hurt anybody after. Maybe that's as close as it gets to being an angel around here. Let's not get too crazy, okay? <laughs> Okay, boss. Whatever you say. I think that's why Beth and I didn't work out. She was attracted to the darkness, and that made me want to give in to whatever dark impulses I had at the time. And I have a lot of them. And Cindy? Cindy's the opposite. She looks for the good in everybody, and I guess she thinks she found some in me. She makes me want to be the best version of me. Yeah, I know that sounds corny. And no, I don't care. <laughs> I get it. Whatever the reason is, you two are perfect for each other. And that's all that matters. Just like Beth and Odessa. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I didn't think Beth was ever gonna have a healthy relationship. I figured she'd just keep seeking out women like the worst version of me, just so she could get hurt over and over again. It's like she needed to feel pain. All the time. Emotionally, I mean. But then she met Odessa, and it's like that unlocked Beth 2.0. I'll get it. Hey, you two. We were just talking about you. All good things, I hope. Of course. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad thing about you. Everything okay? It's been a long day. Anything I can do? You could pour us all a round of drinks. That's not like you at all. I won't pry, but I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Thanks. I'm sure we'll take you up on that offer at some point, but right now, I think we just need to take a deep breath. 
It does kind of feel like the calm before the storm, doesn't it? I didn't want to say anything, but I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that. So, what were you saying about us? <laughs> I was just talking about how far all of us have come. Think about where you were three years ago. If somebody described where you are right now to you back then, would you have even believed them? I'm not even talking about dealing with Vault-Tec brain control machines or interdimensional invasions. I certainly wouldn't have. I never thought I'd leave Lost Hills, much less leave and not want to come back. I figured by now I'd be married to Derek, maybe even a mom. But even though I assumed I'd be happy... You didn't expect to be this happy. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> hey! I'm joking. I was happy then, but looking back on it, I suppose I didn't really know what happy was. How about you, Princess? Well, if you told me that the women I was involved with at the time and I would have an incredibly painful and acrimonious breakup, I'd believe that. <laughs> yeah, I think the writing was on the wall for that one. But I certainly wouldn't believe that she and I would end up as friends. Much less best friends. Um, anything else? <laughs> I was getting to that. I also didn't think I'd meet someone as incredible as you, much less fall in love with them. And even if I did, I didn't think that person could possibly love me back. I thought I was too broken, too far gone, and maybe I was. But you brought me back. You made me feel like I was worthy of that. For the first time. In what felt like forever. You have always been worthy of that. It just took the right person at the right time to convince you. I'm so glad that I was that person and that I got here at the right time. Is anybody writing this down? It'd make for a great movie. Like one of those old epic romances from back in the day. I don't think they make movies anymore, boss. Probably too hard to find the equipment. I think there's some people who put on plays, but I haven't had a chance to check one of those out. Play, movie, TV show, whatever. It's something I'd sit down and watch. That's all I'm saying. I'll see what I can find out. Maybe our friend Craig has some contacts in the entertainment industry, such as it is. I have been keeping a detailed journal. Documenting things as they happen is a big part of being a scribe, so it's practically a reflex at this point. Um, how detailed? Very. And I presume you have it locked up tight somewhere other than Fort Atlas. <laughs> yes. It's in our place. Same safe as the pictures. Oh, okay. Good. Can I... We can read it together, if you'd like. I would. Okay, you two, calm down, or I'm gonna have to get the fire extinguisher, and I do not want to have to clean up that mess. <laughs> Sorry. You two are adorable, so I'll let it slide. Cindy, what's going on? What are you doing here? I thought you were tied up at the bunker. I was, but Paladin Romani sent an emergency message to the Colonel. I don't know what it said, but she told me to get you, Beth, and Odessa to Flagrante Bello ASAP. She's on her way there now with Jess and Derek. I guess it's go time. Let's grab some weapons from downstairs and head right over. 
Bones, hold down the fort here, okay? Will do, boss. Go kick some interdimensional ass. What's going on? We got here as fast as we could. Thank you for that. I have good news. I think that the console is operational. I've run some basic tests, but when I open the portal fully, well, it's all hands on deck. Why? We have a very short window available to us to shut the pathway down fully after we open the portal back to the Nexus. I think I understand. When we open the portal, we're opening the door wide enough for the untainted to come through. Precisely. Once a portal is open for the first time, it takes them a while to find their way into that universe on their own. But opening a portal in the way we need to is like lighting up the bat signal. The what signal? Bat signal. You don't... Uh, oh, never mind. The point is, it turns our portal into a beacon. How much time are we talking about here? Minutes. Okay. All seven of us are here. What do you need us to do? We stand ready to assist as well. Dad, when did you get here? Just a moment ago. What are you doing here? We received an urgent message telling us to report here immediately. It wasn't signed, but we presumed it came from Paladin Romani, or perhaps from Devon here. It's a pleasure to finally meet you, by the way. We've heard a lot about you. Likewise, and same. In any case, we're here to help in any way we can. We'll try to stay out of the way until we're needed. Thank you, Mrs. Kirby. Elise, please. Let's just go ahead and assume we're all on a first-name basis and get this party started, okay? What do you need each of us to do? First, we'll need to determine who should operate the console. Scribe Navia is the one who found it, so she was my first thought. I'll do whatever you need me to do. You'll have to be both quick and precise. Now, I helped Scribe Hargrove build some diagnostic equipment, and someone will need to monitor that to make sure the portal is stable and pointing where it needs to be. You'll need someone detail-oriented. I'll handle it. Perfect. I have a clipboard next to the gauges with the relevant numbers. What about the rest of us? Stand by. Roger that. Standing by. Okay, Jess. I know these controls are foreign to you. When I found this console, my first thought was that I was glad I don't have to operate it. You'll do fine. I have faith in you. We all do. You can do this. When I give the word, I'll need you to toggle this switch. That will start the process. The next step is to set these two controls to the levels I've marked on the console itself. Got it. When I go through, this indicator will tell you that the portal is empty, which means that I've made it safely into the Nexus. When that happens, activate this module, which will shut down the pathway permanently. Do not hesitate. I understand. You can count on me. Hmm. Let's go too deep, just in case. Just in case of what? If something unexpected happens, we'll need someone to step in and take over. I don't expect any somethings, but we need to be prepared. I'll keep an eye on the readings with Odessa. I guess I'll just, uh... Hang out by the console with Jess. The rest of you, keep your eyes on the portal arch. 
Nothing should try to come through as long as we're quick enough, but if it does, blast the hell out of it. We won't be able to kill whatever it is, but we might be able to knock it back and buy ourselves enough time to finish this. All right, everyone. If this goes to plan, I'm not going to have the time to say the goodbyes that you all deserve. Let me just say that it's been an honor. This world, this universe, is worth saving because people like you are in it. The honor has been ours, Devin. You could have stayed in the Nexus, but you put yourself in harm's way to help people in a universe that isn't even yours. We'll do everything we can to earn that. Thank you, Paladin. It's time. <sighs> Jessica, please activate the portal. Portal active. Readings are steady and right where they should be, according to the chart. So far, so good. Jess, begin moving the first control. Odessa, let us know what you see. Looking good. We should be in the green right about now. Well done. Now the second control. Second reading is moving just like the first. Almost there. Both readings are right at target levels. What do we do now? Jess! Go. I've got this. So much for this state of grace thing. She's unresponsive, but breathing. I guess our window's closing faster than we expected. Devin, get your ass through that portal before we're up to our eyeballs and untainted. Wait. Wait? What's this other control do? Amanda, this is no time to play scientist. I'm serious. I think if we just turn this dial a little bit this way... What did you do? I don't know, but it felt right at the time. I... I've never seen anything like this. The portal is... Bifurcated, just like it would be if the Untainted were in the process of invading. It appears they've gotten more efficient. So why aren't they invading? Whatever Amanda did, it blocked them from coming through. But the pathway to the Nexus is still clear. We're safe. For now, at least. I don't know how long this will last. This must be why they wanted her. They knew that she could stop them. That she was the only one who could do it. I guess this solves a mystery of what it means to be the key. Not quite what I was expecting, but hey, I'll take it. All right, it's time for me to go. Thank you all again. Wait. Do you want to come with me? Do... Do you mean it? No, not you. Them. Us. Come with you. I could really use some help. And you have so much light left in you. It would be an act of vandalism to allow it to be snuffed out. <laughs> 
so early. How? How did you know that his light was about to be snuffed out? Sadly, I've dealt with this kind of situation before. I felt it from all four of you as soon as they walked into the room. What's he talking about? We'll explain later, I promise. So, what do you say? I don't know if I can leave my daughter. I'm sorry. Dad, all I've been able to think about since we talked is how I can't bear to lose you. And I didn't want to accept it. I don't want to accept it. But it's gonna happen. Whether it's right now, or whenever you can't fight this disease anymore. Andrew, no matter where you are, where you go or don't go, I'll be by your side. I just want to spend the rest of forever with you. Whatever forever ends up being for us. You've been the best parents that anyone could possibly hope for. Better than that, in fact. I want to spend every possible moment with the both of you that I can. But that's selfish. And one of the many things that you've taught me is that I can't just consider the impact on me. I have to keep the greater good top of mind as well. It's how you've lived your lives and how I have to live mine. So, you have to go. Elise? We cannot know what lies ahead, but I'm ready for our next adventure, whatever it might be. All right. Devon, we're ready to join you. You'd better take care of them. I will. You have my word. Odessa, take care of my girl. Yes, sir. Amanda? <laughs> yeah? We love you. And we're so proud of you. Thank you. I love you too. I'm gonna miss you. You guys saved me. You always had that in you, my dear. We were just lucky enough to be the ones who were there to see it happen. Is there time for one last round of hugs, Devon? <laughs> I believe there is. I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom. I love you, Lily. I love you, Shotzi. I'll name drinks after both of you. <laughs> That's a perfect tribute, my dear. Thank you for letting me be part of your family. I needed that. We love you, Odessa. And we're so happy you and our daughter found each other. You're going to have a lifetime of adventures, just like we have. I love you too. <sighs> I... I'd better get back to those controls. Oh, do take care of Charles, won't you? And tell him we love him and we'll miss him too. I wish we'd been able to tell him ourselves. We will. Are you ready? I believe we are. On to the next adventure. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. 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 Take care, everyone. Andrew, Elise, just follow me. Okay, time to hit the kill switch.
So that's it? No more portals? Not exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you get here? Didn't expect to see you again. Everything is back the way it should be. So I'll be leaving soon. But before I left for good, I wanted to give you a little something. Look here. What is that? It wasn't there a moment ago. It looks like the entrance to a basement? I wanted to make it inconspicuous. Beth, I know you miss your friend Hex, so I thought I'd provide a way for you to visit her. And vice versa. A portal? To the pit? Yes. Just open the doors and go downstairs, and you'll be sent to the neighborhood square area of the pit. That's close enough to where Hex resides, but far enough away that you won't draw any undue attention to yourselves. Thank you. That's... unexpected, but very kind. Thank you. All of you. You've done this universe a great service. And more than that, with us out of commission, you did it on your own. That's impressive. This world has a lot of problems. I'll grant you that. But if there are more people like you out there, well, I think the future might be brighter than you think. What happened? Let's get you back to Atlas, Jess. Long story short, we won. Hooray for our side. Let's all go home. I think we've earned a little time off from saving the world. You're up early. I thought you might want to sleep in. I didn't wake you, did I? No. Are you okay? I am, but... But what? Should I be? What do you mean? We've been through so much in such a short stretch of time. A trip to another universe, staving off an interdimensional invasion, Derek re-entering your life. It's okay to say it. My parents are... gone. And this is the best possible outcome for them, but... I feel so selfish. It's okay to miss them. And it's not selfish. It's normal. I'm so glad they get to have their happily ever after. So am I. If any two people deserve that, it's them. I understand what you're going through. It was hard leaving Lost Hills for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest was leaving my parents behind, not knowing whether I'd ever see them again. You're dealing with the same thing, just in reverse. I suppose it's all part of growing up. I knew my parents weren't going to be around forever. That's just not how things work. But it doesn't make it any easier now that they're gone. Do you think they'll be okay? No. They'll be spectacular. See? I knew I could make you smile. I think that may be your superpower. Well, one of many. That reminds me, we never did figure out which archetypes we were. Amanda was the key, Derek was the heart of fire, Jess was the ingenue. But that leaves us and Paladin Romani. Maybe we can pay Craig a visit. 
I'm sure he can't wait to talk our ears off about all of this. (laughs) It's settled. We'll make it a date night. As long as it's not all business. Wouldn't dream of it. That dance floor is calling to us, I think. We should probably practice before we go. Certainly wouldn't want to embarrass ourselves in front of all those people. I just want to dance with you. Mum and Dad love to dance. They have a lot of music at the house. Holotapes and vinyl. We should go through it. I suppose... There's a lot to go through. Hey, hey. It's okay. We'll go through it together, whenever you're ready. Charles will keep everything safe until then. Do you think he'll be alright? He's good at keeping himself busy, and Layla likes working with him, so he'll be as busy as he wants to be. He's independent, like me. He won't join the Brotherhood, but working with the Brotherhood will be good for him. He'd been talking about joining Brian in North Carolina for a bit, just to see how things are down there, but he didn't want to leave Mum and Dad. Maybe this will be his opportunity. We should visit him later. Yes, he's being very British about it, but I'm sure he's devastated. My father was like a father figure and a brother to him. Your parents touched a lot of lives. The world is a much better place because they were in it. How can I possibly live up to that? Just focus on being the best Beth you can be. And the best us that we can be. I think that's a good plan. I also think us is pretty great. Odessa, there is something I wanted to talk to you about. Once things calmed down a bit. Yeah, I had something too. You go first. No, no, you go first. You brought it up, so you get to go first. You've got me much too curious to wait. You go. I'm curious too. Will Will you you marry marry me? me? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I have something that I'd like to give you. Mum gave it to me. It was my great-grandmother's. It's beautiful. Do you want to... More than you can possibly imagine. If it doesn't fit, we can find someone to size it. It's perfect. I don't have anything to slip on your finger just yet, but I've been thinking about it. Oh, have you now? I want to make something for you. I may have already talked design with Layla. (laughs) And I may or may not have been scouting wedding venues. (laughs) Ooh, anything promising? Commander Johns told me that there are several areas of the White Spring that the responders haven't gotten to yet. They're locked up tight, and he thinks they're still in pre-war condition. I think I can sweet-talk him into letting us use one of those before they move in. Do you think Casey would help with the planning? Are you joking? There's very little that makes her happier than throwing a great party. It's going to be a perfect day. No matter where we are. I'm so happy I get to spend the rest of forever with you. There's no one I would rather be with. I'm the luckiest woman in the world. Second luckiest. (laughs) 
We can argue about that later. You're on. Hmm. So, who do we tell first? I kind of want to shout it from the rooftops, which would be fun, but doesn't seem like the most effective way to get the word out. Let's tell Amanda, and then go from there. Brilliant. She'll be over the moon. And she'll be able to spread the news better than anyone else. Indeed. She's great at keeping secrets, but if you want something spread, well, it's telephone, telegraph, and tell Amanda. (laughs) We'll probably get wedding gifts from people who were afraid to cross her. Maybe even from Valeria. I don't even want to think about what Lilith would give us. (laughs) It would come from the heart, and that's what's important. It might even be a heart. (laughs) But, before we go... Yes? I think we should celebrate a bit. Privately. I like that idea. Together is the only thing I want to be. I can't wait to be your wife, Elizabeth Kirby. And I can't wait to be yours, Odessa Valdez. I love you. I love you too. And we lived happily ever after. (laughs) Okay, okay, I can take a hint. I'm sorry I kept you up so late, Scribe Valdez Kirby. I've been retired for decades, Scribe Daniels. Call me Odessa. And I don't mind. We're all stories in the end. And I've told ours so many times. To the kids, the grandkids, it never gets old. Unlike me. Are you kidding? I was going to ask if you wanted to take the new initiates at Fort Hewitt out for a spin tomorrow, but I figured that there's no way they'd be able to keep up with you and they just get discouraged. (laughs) Flatterer. Mom, it's getting kind of late. Uh, We were just wrapping up. We'll pick up where we left off tomorrow. Or whenever you're feeling up to it. No rush. I really want to hear about the wedding. Oh, it was quite the affair. We wanted a perfect day. And it was. The pictures were amazing. I hope you'll help me put names to faces. I can help with that. Mom was diligent about making sure that kind of thing was recorded in detail. You can take the girl out of the Brotherhood, but you can't take the scribe out of the girl, I suppose. I'm thankful for it, and so is the Brotherhood. Having knowledge this deep about Appalachia and what happened there, it's been invaluable. Is there anything I can get you before I go? No, thank you. I'm going to talk to my daughter for a bit and Get some rest. It's been a long day. Okay. Sleep well. We'll talk soon. What did you want to talk about? Is everything okay, Mom? It's strange. 
I don't know why, but I feel closer to okay than I have since... Maybe it's talking about her again, reliving how we found each other. All our adventures, it's almost like she's right here at my side again. Wait till you tell him the rest. <laughs> I can think of five adventures in particular that are my favorite, starting with you and your brother. <laughs> we were good kids. You were, all of you, and you turned into great adults. I'm so proud of every one of you. She was too. I know. You both always made sure we knew how loved we were. No matter what happened, no matter how dangerous things got, we knew we had each other. And that turned out to be all we really needed. And now she's gone. It's been six months and it still hurts to wake up and not have her next to me. We all still miss her like crazy. I can't imagine what it's like for you. Thank you for staying. Having the whole family here, it's been nice. I know you all have your own lives to live. <laughs> we wouldn't have those lives without you. You were the two best moms anyone could hope for. Being here is the least we could do. I told Scribe Daniels that it's been a long day, and it has, but in the best way possible. Not a lot of people live long enough to spend time with their grandchildren these days, much less their great-grandchildren. I'm grateful for that. We're grateful too. How many kids get to meet their great-grandmothers? That's going to be an important part of our stories when it's time to tell them. Oh, speaking of stories, don't forget. The rest of our records are still at the old house. We took what we could when we left, but there's still a lot there. I remember. We all have the coordinates and the entry code. It's locked up tight. You'll need that code. A horde of super mutants couldn't bash their way in there. I guess you really can't take the scribe out of the girl. <laughs> I guess not. I'm going to go to bed. I love you. Please tell everyone I love them too. I will. I love you, Mom. We all do. See you in the morning. Good night, Amanda Elise. Mom, what are you looking at? A crowd of stars. Good night, Mom. I miss you so much. I look at the kids 
and their kids and their kids and all I see is you talking about you about us it hurts but it's the only way I can think of to keep you close I I don't know how much longer I can do this I dream of you every night all I can think about each day is seeing you again when my head hits the pillow this wasn't what I had in mind when I said you were the woman of my dreams the pillow awaits I'll see you soon, my love. Odessa? Odessa, I'm here. Finally. Beth? I must have been more tired than I thought. But I'm not complaining. You're not dreaming. I'm here. I'm really here. Huh. This doesn't feel like a dream. This feels real. <laughs> it is real. After all these years, can you still not tell when I'm being serious? But this has to be a dream. You can't really be here. You died. I did, yes. 86 was a quite good run, I'd say. 92, though. Now that's impressive. Then again, you don't look a day over 30 to me. What the? I'm young again, just like you. A little trick I picked up along the way. Thought you wouldn't mind. Wait, am I? It has been so heartbreaking to wait. Every day, every hour, without you felt like an eternity. Perhaps it was. But, Odessa, it's time. Time for what? Time for us to be together again. For good, this time. Nothing can separate us now. Not even death. I have so much to show you. I don't understand. I didn't either, at first. It's not something I can explain. You kind of have to experience it. Are you ready? I've been ready since the moment you left. You died in my arms, and I wish so hard that I die in that embrace, too. You're my forever person. I'm sorry. It was my time, but it wasn't yours. I didn't know when that time would come, just that I'd be with you when it did. The universe would make sure of that. I couldn't face the idea of going on without you. You don't have to. Just take my hand. Where should we start? Hmm, second star to the right. And straight on till morning. Wherever we're about to go, whatever we're about to do, it doesn't matter as long as I'm with you. I love you, Beth. I love you, Odessa. This will be our greatest adventure yet.
Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 10, We Cannot Know What Lies Ahead, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lehman as Elizabeth Kirby, Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez, and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Also starring W. Keith Timms as Devin McKnight, Addison Mosby as Derek Hewitt, Jay Chadwick as Charles Watkins, Summer Rose as Jessica Navia, Maria Cheshire as Cindy Connors, Pandora Beatrix as Paladin Layla Romani, Kirsty Harrison as Elise Kirby, and Pinal Pineapple as Andrew Kirby. Featuring Chrissy Williams as Amanda Elise, Matt Bartlett as Scribe Daniels, Eric B. Rollin as Bones, and Midas as the Sentinel. Opening narration by Ashley Sacon. I'm Kirsty Harrison. Thank you for joining us for Once Upon a Wasteland. As this chapter of Beth and Odessa's story closes, remember... Even in the harshest wasteland, there are always stories to be discovered and new ones to be told. Until our paths cross again, we hope you'll fondly recall their story as you live your own. Well, hello there, Appalachia. This is Trader Red coming to you from top of the world. Good old Rose was kind enough to let us in. Just cost a heap ton of chems. Hey, I heard that. Sorry, darling. Anyway, is your raider gang looking for a little extra firepower? Guns, knives, nukes? Maybe you need a little pick-me-up. Chems, booze, or a bit of shine? Want to pick up a bit of tech to show off to Scribe Valdez? Or did Ward send you off to find his lost osmosis kits again? You can find anything you want at Trader Red's Emporium and Wasteland Oddities. Open to one and all, raiders, cultists, sellers, those stuffed shirts at the Wet Spring. If the caps are there, we don't care. So darling, if y'all are interested more, come find old Trader Red on this thing we call a podcast. The Modus Files, a fallout audio drama podcast dedicated to telling the story of post-Reclamation Day Appalachia. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are you done yet? Don't let me sick little spike on you. Hey, hey, we had a deal. Raiders rule! Ow, ow, okay, okay, dang it, Rose. Keep that darn robotic varmint away from me.